Well, this is it, guys. We are one day away from one of the biggest games of the season for the Indiana Hoosiers. We have you covered on everything you need to know ahead of Saturday's game against Cincinnati. We'll look at some betting odds. We'll look at some matchups to watch, and we'll look at what each result could mean for these Hoosiers here on today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to Locked On Hoosiers, guys. I am your host, as always, Jacob Rude. Appreciate you guys making this part of your day, making this part of your week, and each week leading up to the games this season. Appreciate all the support you guys have given us in our first couple months here with the Locked On Network. As I said today, we are going to give you the final preview, the final things you need to know before Saturday's game, including some of the matchups I will be watching in the sat or for Saturday, and then take a look at what each result might mean for the Hoosiers for the rest of this season, and just kind of get a sense of how big this game is. Before we do that. Make sure you guys are following the Big Ten with Nate Dickinson's Locked On Big Ten podcast. You guys can find that wherever you download your favorite podcasts, including the Odyssey app. While you're there, make sure you guys have subscribed to Locked On Hoosiers. Make sure you guys have subscribed to the YouTube channel as well. I mentioned it earlier this week. I think I actually forgot to mention it yesterday, but... We have a YouTube channel. It's growing. We're trying to get it up and running, but I want to hopefully see you guys head on over there, subscribe to the channel so that we can increase our support over there as well. We're going to jump right into it today. Maybe a little bit of a shorter episode to get you guys ready for the weekend. We'll start first with, as we always do, just kind of the basics of everything you need to know heading into this game. IU 1 and 1 will be playing number 8 Cincinnati. Again, important to note, top ranked and best team in Ohio. I'm always going to throw that dig out there. Memorial Stadium on Saturday. It's a noon kickoff. We mentioned yesterday that IU will be opening up the gates at 10 a.m. They usually do it 90 minutes before, so they're doing it two hours before because they are expecting a sellout for Saturday's game. If you guys are going down there, be sure to get there early, especially with all the traffic uh, and all that mess between Indianapolis and Bloomington. Make sure you guys get there early on Saturday. Tailgating opens at 7 a.m. If you're if you're getting there at 7 a.m. for this game, Godspeed to you. It is going to be a very long day. SP Plus, which we've mentioned a couple times this season. It's not very favorable to Indiana going into this game. Cincinnati is a number 10 team. The Hoosiers are much lower into the 40s. So Cincinnati is projected to win this game and to win by 10.1 points. The most common rounded uh, score projection is 31 to 21 in favor of Cincinnati. So that will go directly kind of against maybe not against but the betting lines right now on betonline.ag we t- we've talked about as well throughout the week they have IU as plus 4 so if SP plus 
has been fairly reliable throughout the year, and it gets more reliable as the season goes on a year-to-year basis. It's all toward the end of the year is really, really reliable. That's why I like to reference it. Uh, so right now, if you're a believer in SP+, you're probably going to want to bet on Cincinnati. If I'm being honest, I always thought this line was surprisingly low, and it's going to be hard for I, the way I look at it, how much money are you willing to pay to see IU win? If you think Cincinnati is going to win, pay some, lay some money down on it. And then worst case scenario, you lose your money, but you've effectively paid for an IU win. Ultimately, you'll be a little bit happier that way. That's, that's how I look at it. It's going to be hard for me not to bet against IU in this one because this is a really strong team, though. I think this has the potential to be a close game. I don't know when it comes to that spread. It's interesting. Vegas does a really good job of getting those spreads right. But if I had to choose right now, I think I would choose Cincinnati. Uh, SP Plus also has the 31-21 scoreline would be the over of 49.5 right now for the game. Since, or excuse me, IU is plus 150 on the money line. I took a look at some of the interesting prize picks, uh, prop bets going into this game. We've talked about our new friends at prize picks a fair amount this week. A couple of them I found most interesting Desmond Ritter over under half or 0.5 interceptions. So do, basically, do you think he will throw an interception? This is an IU defense that gets takeaways, they create turnovers. Now, so far this season, they've only done it via fumbles, and fumbles is not a prop that they have available, one of the few they don't have available. But if you think this defense is going to get takeaways and you think they're due for an interception, that feels like a pretty easy one. But Desmond Ritter is really good, as we talked a lot about yesterday. The other one I thought was interesting, uh, on that Ritter one, I would probably take the over. Feels like this defense is due for a big interception, and you just need one. And Ritter can still have a terrific day and only throw one interception. The other one is Ty Freifogel. His over-under on receptions is five. He's had five in each game this season. But aside from that three-game span last year, the Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State games, I believe, were the three games. He's never had more than five receptions in a game. Now, he has big expectations this year, but we also talked yesterday about that Cincinnati defense, and we're going to talk about the matchup between him and Ahmad Gardner as well. Again, I don't want to sound pessimistic with this, but I think the wise money is on the under on Ty Freifogel's interceptions. So if you guys are feeling that, go over to prize picks, put those two in. A, uh, a prop together. Maybe you found some other ones. They have rush yards, pass yards, passing touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, Penix, Carr, Freifogel, Ritter. Everybody is all on there for that game. So go take a look yourselves. Head on over there. But those are some of the interesting ones I thought uh, heading into Saturday's game. Now, Freifogel and Gardner is probably one of the top matchups I'm going to be watching. There's a couple others I'm going to be taking a look at, though, as well. 
Before we dive into that, you guys need to know about Built Bar and their delicious flavors. Whenever you talk to a Built Bar fan, they always have their favorites. Give me cookies and cream over everything, no matter what <laughs> what it is, but certainly with the Built Bars, they are by far my favorite. If you don't know what they are, you're looking at coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, so, so many for you guys to choose from. If you haven't tried them, there's a mix box where you can get two of each flavor, so you can find out what your favorite uh, flavor is. But not only are they tasty, they're healthy as well. You're looking at 17 to 18 grams of protein. 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. They're amazing flavors. They're all tasty. They're all healthy. Go over to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Now, if we're talking about matchups for this upcoming game, I mentioned the Gardner-Freifogel one, but to me, the number one matchup is going to be kind of an obvious one, but it's just Desmond Ritter versus this defense. It's not a hyper-focused one, but that's going to be the biggest thing that's going to dictate what IU, how IU, uh, how much success they'll have on Saturday. Uh, Ritter is really, really good. One of the top quarterbacks in the nation. Really good. He's a dual threat guy. Really good running the ball. Really good passing the ball. It's going to be one of the biggest tests this Hoosier defense is going to have all season long, and it's a test at every level. It's a test in that secondary in the passing game. It's a test of that front seven to keep him contained and um, keep your responsibilities so he doesn't get loose. And it's going to be, at times, they're going to probably have slip-ups, and Ritter's going to have a big play. But if they can kind of counteract that with some takeaways of their own, um, it's going to be it's going to be a bit of a chess match, I think. The good news is that Charlton Warren, we've mentioned, was on that Georgia secondary. Uh, he was a Georgia secondary coach last season when Georgia played in the Peach Bowl against Cincinnati. Now, Georgia got carved up a bit in the first half of that game, but um, seemed to find some answers and came back and won the game in the second half. So hopefully... Warren is able to apply some of the, the things he learned in that game to this game. That's one of the reasons I'm kind of optimistic. But ultimately, Ritter is really, really good. And he, he has me very, very nervous for this game. Now, kind of focusing on that, one of the specific kind of positional matchups I'm going to be watching is I use defensive line versus Cincinnati's offensive line. There's one thing Ritter maybe a weakness he has is he can hold onto the ball a little bit too long. And if I use defensive line can win their battles and create some pressure, they're going to be able to get a couple sacks here and there. And those are going to be huge plays. They're already huge plays. You're going to be playing in a sold out Memorial stadium. That's going to get the crowd loud, going to force you into those third and long scenarios IU has always been really good under Tom Allen at getting off the field on third downs, but especially so on third and long. So forcing them into those um, second and long, third and long situations where they have to move, push the ball downfield and the defense can kind of pin its ears back that line. IU's offensive line isn't great. 
it's certainly, as we talked yesterday, this whole team is really talented, really well-rounded and balanced. But again, if there's one area um, that this team might be a weakness, it could be that offensive line, which where have we heard that before? <laughs> so that IU defensive line with Ryder Anderson, Weston Kramer, Jaron Handy, all those guys, um, potentially James Head, that's going to be a group that could have a big day. And if they have a big day, it could be a big day for the Hoosier defense as a whole. Now, a one-on-one matchup I am going to be watching. It's the one we mentioned. It's Ahmad Gardner versus Ty Freifogel. There may not be a better cornerback wide receiver matchup in the country this season. If there is, it's going to be like Chris Olave versus Cincinnati or something, something like that, because this is one of the top, cornerbacks versus an all-Big Ten wide receiver last season. And there aren't going to be many guys better than an all-Big Ten wide receiver like Ty Freifogel was. Now, the thing that I'm going to be watching, Penix uses Freifogel as kind of a safety blanket almost at times. He's the only one he really has a chemistry and connection with on this IU receiving core. And it's been a work in progress for him to get more of a connection with the rest of the receiving core. If Gardner is going to be the guy on him and Penix has struggled as much as he has, it's either going to mean some really bad results for the Hoosiers or Penix is going to have to start looking at some other people. So in one regard, I this is going to be a really interesting matchup to see if Freifogel can win some one-on-one duels and find some openings. And if Penix can find him when he gets open and potentially find some big plays here and there. But in another sense, Gardner's going to win some of those battles. So your DJ Matthews, your Miles Marshall, who has been non-existent. He only has one catch on the season. One of the other returning receivers, your Cam Buckleys and your Peyton Hendershots all need to step up this week and be threats in the passing game. We've talked about each of them at various times throughout the first two weeks. A lot of talk was on Peyton Hendershot earlier this week on our episode with Jared. He's got to be a big factor. He's one of the other guys that Penix trusts. So if he's able to get open, that could be a big release valve for this Hoosier offense. Now, We've talked a lot about how big this game is going to be, especially for Cincinnati, how this is kind of one of their two marquee games that they really, really need to win. For the Hoosiers, this was a team coming in with a lot of expectations. So it's going to be a big game for them, not as big as Cincinnati, but what what does a, a loss or a win mean for this Hoosier team and looking forward the rest of the season. We'll talk about that in just a moment, but we need to talk again about our friends at Bet Online. We talked about the betting lines with the Hoosiers earlier and that they are plus four. All those numbers came from our friends at betonline.ag, which is your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. They have a new and updated site that has more props and odds and contests than ever. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. They are doubling your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football to baseball to boxing, whatever it is, your favorite Vegas casino games as well. 
don't wait to take advantage of what Bet Online has to offer this amazing 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Now, this, I certainly don't want what I'm about to say to take away from this IU Cincinnati game. This is a huge moment for the Hoosiers. They're not going to have many chances like this right now. This is kind of a a converging point where the student section, the, the students on campus, the fans are fully bought in on what Tom Allen is doing, um, even despite <laughs> that week one loss, even as frustrating as that was. Um, everybody is bought into Tom Allen, what he's done with this program. You're going to get a top five opponent, non-conference opponent, in Memorial Stadium for a nationally televised marquee game on Saturday. This is a big moment for this Hoosier team. Now, I don't think it's a do-or-die type of moment. The The season's not lost if the Hoosiers lose on Saturday. But I want to start first with what a win would mean for the Hoosier program. This would be a kind of where were you moment for Indiana football. You would talk about this win. Where were you when Indiana beat Cincinnati? And where were you watching the game when so on and so forth? With football, I there are very few of those. The Penn State game maybe. Um, outside of that, in the last however long, it's been, it's been a while since we've had those moments. So uh, Indiana basketball has a lot. One of them is right there for those YouTube YouTube viewers. One of them's hanging on the wall. I was at that game. That's a where were you moment. We That's what Jared and I introduced ourselves on our episode with. So Indiana football could have one of those on Saturday. Now, if it's a competitive loss on Saturday, I don't think much momentum is lost because this is, I mean, the Hoosiers are underdogs, so they're expected to lose. If you can keep the game competitive, show some signs of growth, maybe Penix looks better, then it's could even be a small step forward, even in a loss. Cincinnati, this is a really, really good Cincinnati team. So losing to them isn't the end of the world. And this IU football team has a lot of had a lot of questions um, after that Iowa game. If you're able to come out, compete with Cincinnati, show that maybe some of those expectations coming into the season were valid, then I don't think you lose much in the way of momentum coming into this game. If it's a blowout loss, it's a little bit tougher. Your success is still possible this season, but and we talked about in the preseason, the first five weeks of the season, Indiana could play well and still be two and three. And it was honestly probably likely that Indiana was going to be two and three through the first five games. You have Iowa, Cincinnati, and Penn State with the Idaho and Western Kentucky games in between there. Ultimately, even in a blowout loss, you you still have two more chances, I would say, at those where were you wins this season with Penn State and Ohio State. If you beat Ohio State, it's a successful season because that's kind of the last monkey on the Hoosiers' back. But um, I was going to have more chances at those. And even if they lose the Iowa game, the Cincinnati game, the Penn State game, the Ohio State game, they're four big games. You still lose those. You win the rest of the games. That's an eight and four season, and that's still one of the best seasons in Indiana football history. 
even if it's seven and five, you slip up again. That's still a good season. That now you're kind of teetering on wasn't an underwhelming season. Again, to me, making a bowl game is where it starts. So um, the fact that that still isn't even a discussion is wild to me, considering where this IU team was even five, six, seven years ago. Uh, the fact that it's just assumed they're going to be in a bowl game is something I'm still trying not to take for granted. But a blowout loss isn't the end of the world. There certainly would be a lot more questions, especially if Penix continues to struggle during it. There's not a QB controversy. I don't expect there to be one. But if he continues to struggle, there's going to be questions, and he's going to have to answer them sooner or later. I'm excited for this game, regardless of what the result's going to be. There's not many times IU is going to play a top 10 opponent, especially a non-conference one. There's not going to be many times that IU games are sold out, and it isn't because Ohio State or Michigan brought a bunch of fans in. I'm really excited for this game, guys. I hope you guys are too. I appreciate you being here this week. That wraps up today's show and this week's show. We will be back on Monday, as always, to break down hopefully what went well, but what went well, what went wrong. If you guys don't follow us on Twitter over the weekend, we always post kind of an instant reaction to the game. And then on Sunday, I typically rewatch the game and do a little bit of a film thread. So be sure you guys are following us on Twitter so you can get your content over the weekend. Again, be sure you subscribe to the podcast on well wherever you guys get your favorite podcasts we're available leave a rating and review if you can subscribe to the youtube channel please 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 i'm going to keep mentioning that because we're really excited about the possibilities with that while you're subscribing to things make sure you also include the locked on bets podcast with your boy q and lee sterling they have you covered with everything that you could need all the information you can need for your uh, daily gambling needs, I should say. So uh, they are available wherever you guys get your favorite podcasts and uh, s- specifically on the Odyssey app brought to you by betonline.ag. Have a great Friday, everybody. Have a great weekend, especially to those of you that are going to the game Saturday. Let's go Hoosiers and L-E-O.